أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغلوب عليهم ولا الضالين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ياسين والقرآن الحكيم إنك لمن المرسلين على صراط مستقيم تنزيل العزيز الرحيم لتنذر قوما ما أنذر آباؤهم فهم غافلون لقد حق القول على أكثرهم فهم لا يؤمنون إنا جعلنا في أعناقهم أغلالا فهي إلى الأذقان فهم مكمحون وجعلنا من بين أيديهم سدا ومن خلفهم سدا فأغشيناهم فهم لا يبسرون وسواء عليهم أأنذرتهم أم لم تنذرهم لا يؤمنون إنما تنذر من اتبع الذكر وخشي الرحمن بالغيب فبشره بمغفرة وأجر كريم إنا نحن نحيي الموتى ونكتب ما قدموا وآثارهم وكل شيء أحصيناه في إمام مبين واضرب لهم مثلا أصحاب القرية إذ جاءها المرسلون إذ أرسلنا إليهم اثنين فكذبوهما فعززنا بثالث فقالوا إنا إليكم مرسلون قالوا ما أنتم إلا بشر مثلنا وما أنزل الرحمن من شيء إن أنتم إلا تكذبون قالوا ربنا يعلم إنا إليكم لمرسلون وما علينا إلا البلاغ المبين قالوا إنا تطيرنا بكم لئن لم تنتهوا لنرجمنكم وليمسنكم منا عذاب أليم قالوا طائركم معكم أئن ذكرتم بل أنتم قوم مسرفون وجاء من أقصى المدينة رجل يسعى قال يا قوم اتبعوا المرسلين 
اتبعوا من لا يسألكم أجرا وهم مهتدون وما لي لا أعبد الذي فطرني وإليه ترجعون أأتخذ من دونه آلهة إن يردني الرحمن بضر لا تغني عني شفاعتهم شيئا ولا ينقذون إني إذا لفي ضلال مبين إني آمنت بربكم فاسمعون قيل دخل الجنة قال يا ليت قومي يعلمون بما غفر لي ربي وجعلني من المكرمين وما أنزلنا على قومه من بعده من جند من السماء وما كنا منزلين إن كانت إلا صيحة واحدة فإذا هم خامدون يا حسرة على العباد ما يأتيهم من رسول إلا كانوا به يستهزئون ألم يروا كم أهلكنا قبلهم من الكرون أنهم إليهم لا يرجعون وإن كل لما جميع لدينا محضرون وآية لهم الأرض الميتة أحييناها وأخرجنا منها حبا فمنه يأكلون وجعلنا فيها جنات من نخيل وأعناب وفجرنا فيها من العيون ليأكلوا من ثمره وما عملته أيديهم أفلا يشكرون سبحان الذي خلق الأزواج كلها مما تنبت الأرض ومن أنفسهم ومما لا يعلمون وآية لهم الليل نسلخ منه النهار فإذا هم مظلمون والشمس تجري لمستقر لها ذلك تقدير العزيز العليم والقمر قدرناه منازل حتى عاد كالعرجون القديم للشمس ينبغي لها أن تدرك القمر ولا الليل سابق النهار وكل في فلك يسبحون وآية لهم أنا حملنا ذريتهم في الفلك المشحون وخلقنا لهم من مثله ما يركبون وإن نشأ نغرقهم فلا صريخ لهم ولا هم ينقذون إلا رحمة منا ومتاعا إلى حين وإذا قيل لهم اتقوا ما بين أيديكم وما خلفكم لعلكم ترحمون وما تأتيهم من آية من آيات ربهم إلا كانوا عنها معرضين 
وإذا قيل لهم أنفقوا مما رزقكم الله قال الذين كفروا للذين آمنوا أنطعم من لو يشاء الله أطعمه إن أنتم إلا في ضلال مبين ويقولون متى هذا الوعد إن كنتم صادقين ما ينذرون إلا صيحة واحدة تأخذهم وهم يخصمون فلا يستطيعون توسية ولا إلى أهلهم يرجعون ونفخ في السور فإذا هم من الأجداث إلى ربهم ينسلون قالوا يا ويلنا من بعثنا من مرقدنا هذا ما وعد الرحمن وصدق المرسلون إن كانت إلا صيحة واحدة فإذا هم جميع لدينا محضرون فاليوم لا تظلم نفس شيئا ولا تجزون إلا ما كنتم تعملون إن أصحاب الجنة اليوم في شغل فاكهون هم وأزواجهم في ظلال على الأرائك متكئون لهم فيها فاكهة ولهم ما يدعون سلام قولا من رب رحيم وامتاز اليوم أيها المجرمون ألم أعهد إليكم يا بني آدم ألا تعبدوا الشيطان إنه لكم عدو مبين وأن يعبدوني هذا صراط مستقيم ولقد أضل منكم جبلا كثيرا فلم تكونوا تعقلون هذه جهنم التي كنتم توعدون اصلوها اليوم بما كنتم تكفلون اليوم نختم على أفواههم وتكلمنا أيديهم وتشهد أرجلهم بما كانوا يكسبون ولو نشاء لطمسنا على أعينهم فاستبقوا الصراط فأنا يبسرون ولو نشاء لمسخناهم على مكانتهم فما استطاعوا مضيا ولا يرجعون ومن نعمره ننكسه في الخلق أفلا يعقلون وما علمناه الشعر وما ينبغي له إن هو إلا ذكر وقرآن مبين لينذر من كان حيا ويحق القول على الكافرين أولم يروا أنا خلقنا لهم مما عملت أيدينا أنعاما فهم لها مالكون وذللناها لهم فمنها ركوبهم ومنها يأكلون ولهم فيها منافع ومشارب أفلا يشكرون واتخذوا من دون الله آلهة لعلهم ينكرون 
يُنصَرُونَ لَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ نَصْرَهُمْ وَهُمْ لَهُمْ جُندٌ مُحْضَرُونَ فَلَا يَحْزُنْكَ قَوْلُهُمْ إِنَّا نَعْلَمُ مَا يُسِرُّونَ وَمَا يُعْلِنُونَ أَوَلَمْ يَرَ الْإِنْسَانُ أَنَّا خَلَقْنَاهُ مِنْ نُطْفَةٍ فَإِذَا هُوَ خَصِيمٌ مُبِينٌ وَضَرَبَ لَنَا مَثَلًا وَنَسِيَ خَلْقَهُ قَالَ مَنْ يُحْيِي الْعِظَامَ وَهِيَ رَمِيمٌ قُلْ يُحْيِيهَا الَّذِي أَنْشَأَهَا أَوَّلَ مَرَّةٍ وَهُوَ بِكُلِّ خَلْقٍ عَلِيمٌ الذي جعل لكم من الشجر الأخضر نارا فإذا أنتم منه توقدون أوليس الذي خلق السماوات والأرض بقادر على أن يخلق مثلهم بلى وهو الخلاق العليم إنما أمره إذا أراد شيئا أن يقول له كن فيكون فسبحان الذي بيده ملكوت كل شيء وإليه ترجعون صدق الله العظيم اللهم آمين أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما بقدر عظمة ذاتك في كل وقت وحين اللهم إنا نحتفظك ونستودعك أدياننا وأبداننا وأنفسنا وأهلنا وأولادنا وأولادنا وأموالنا وكل شيء أعطيتنا اللهم اجعلنا وإياهم في كنفك وأمانك وعياذك من كل شيطان مريد وجبار عنيد وذي بغي وذي حسد ومن شر كل ذي شر إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم جملنا بالعافية والسلام وحققنا بالتقوى والاستقامة وأعذنا من موجبات الندامة إنك سميع الدعاء اللهم اغفر لنا ولوالدينا وأولادنا ومشايخنا وأصحابنا وإخواننا في الدين 
ولمن أحبنا فيك ولمن أحسن إلينا والمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الأحياء منهم والأموات إنك سميع قريب مجيب الدعوات برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين وصل اللهم على عبدك ورسولك سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم وارزقنا كمال المتابعة له ظاهرا وباتنا في عافية وسلامة برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين يا الله يا الله يا الله ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وأدخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه يجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله سيدنا محمد رسول الله اللهم آمين 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 أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما تقدموا لأنفسكم من خير تجدوه عند الله هو خيرا وأعظم أجرا واستغفر الله إن الله غفور رحيم أستغفر الله 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 
Astaghfirullah 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 Al-Azim Al-Ladhi La Ilaha Illa Huwa Al-Hayy Al-Qayyum Wa Atubu Ilayh Inna Allah Wa Malaikatahu Yusallun Ala Nabi Ya Ayyuhal Ladhina Amanu Sallu Alayhi Wa Sallimu Taslima اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم 
اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما بقدر عظمة ذاتك في كل وقت وحين فاعلم أنه لا إله إلا الله 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 
لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله سيدنا محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الذين قال لهم الناس إن الناس قد جمعوا لكم فاخشوهم فزادهم إيمانا وقالوا حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل 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 
ইউহাল্লাদিন <Sessizlik> 
اسمه مكتوب مرفوع مشفوع منكوش في الله والقلم سيد العرب والعجم جسمه مقدس معتر متهر منور في البيت والحرم شمس الدحى بدر الدجى صدر العلا نور الهدى كهف الورى مصباح الظلم جميل الشيم شفيع الأمم صاحب الجود والكرم والله عاصمه وجبريل خادمه والبراك مركبه والمعراج سفره وسدرة المنتهى مقامه وقاب قوسين مطلوبه والمطلوب مقصوده والمقصود موجوده سيد المرسلين خاتم النبيين شفيع المذنبين أنيس الغريبين رحمة للعالمين راحة العاشقين مراد المشتاقين شمس العارفين سراج السالكين مصباح المقربين محب الفقراء والغرباء والمساكين سيد الثقلين نبي الحرمين إمام القبلتين وسيلتنا في الدارين وسيلتنا في الدارين صاحب قاب قوسين محبوب رب المشرقين والمغربين جد الحسن والحسين جد الحسن والحسين مولانا ومولى الثقلين أبي القاسم محمد بن عبد الله نور من نور الله نور من نور الله يا أيها المشتاقون بنور جماله صلوا عليه وآله وأصحابه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما بقدر عظمة ذاتك في كل وقت وحيم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وارخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين 
سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله سيدنا محمد رسول الله اللهم آمين 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 بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا علي يا عظيم يا حليم يا عليم أنت ربي وعلمك حسبي فنعم الرب ربي ونعم الحسب حسبي تنسر من تشاء وأنت العزيز الرحيم نسألك العصمة في الحركات والسكنات والكلمات والإرادات والخطرات من الشكوك والذنون والأوهام الساترة للقلوب عن مطالعة الغيوب فقد ابتلي المؤمنون وزلزلوا زلزالا شديدا وإذ يقول المنافقون والذين في قلوبهم مرض ما وعدنا الله ورسوله إلا غرورا فثبتنا وانصرنا وسخر لنا هذا البحر كما سخرت البحر لموسى وسخرت النار لإبراهيم وسخرت الجبال والحديد لداود وسخرت الريح والشياطين والجن لسليمان وسخر لنا كل بحر هو لك في الأرض والسماء والملك والملكوت وبحر الدنيا وبحر الآخرة وسخر لنا كل شيء يا من بيده ملكوت كل شيء كاف ها يا عين صاد كاف ها يا عين صاد كاف ها يا عين صاد انصرنا فإنك خير الناصرين وافتح لنا فإنك خير الفاتحين واغفر لنا فإنك خير الغافرين وارحمنا فإنك خير الراحمين وارزقنا فإنك خير الرازقين 
واهدنا ونجنا من القوم الظالمين وهب لنا ريحا طيبة كما هي في علمك وانشرها علينا من خزائن رحمتك واحملنا بها حمل الكرامة مع السلامة والعافية في الدين والدنيا والآخرة إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم يسر لنا أمورنا مع الراحة لقلوبنا وأبداننا والسلامة والعافية في دنيانا ودينا وكن لنا صاحبا في سفرنا وخليفة في أهلنا واطمس على وجوه أعدائنا وامسخهم على مكانتهم فلا يستطيعون المضيئ ولا المجيء إلينا ولو نشاء لطمسنا على أعينهم فاستبقوا الصراط فأنا يبسرون ولو نشاء لمسخناهم على مكانتهم فما استطاعوا مضيا ولا يرجعون ياسين والقرآن الحكيم إنك لمن المرسلين على صراط مستقيم تنزيل العزيز الرحيم لتنذر قوما ما أنذر آباؤهم فهم غافلون لقد حق القول على أكثرهم فهم لا يؤمنون إنا جعلنا في أعناقهم أغلالا فهي إلى الأذقان فهم مكمحون وجعلنا من بين أيديهم سدا ومن خلفهم سدا فأغشيناهم فهم لا يبسرون شاهت الوجوه شاهت الوجوه شاهت الوجوه وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم وقد خاب من حمل ظلما طاسين حاميم عين قاف مرج البحرين يلتقيان بينهما برزخ لا يبغيان حاميم 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 
حميم 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 هم الأمر وجاء النصر فعلينا لا ينصرون حميم تنزيل الكتاب من الله العزيز العليم غافر الذنب وقابل الطوب شديد العقاب ذي الطول لا إله إلا هو إليه المصير بسم الله بابنا تبارك حيطاننا ياسين سقفنا كاف ها يا عين صاد كفايتنا حميم عين سين قاف حمايتنا فسيكفيكهم الله وهو السميع العليم فسيكفيكهم الله وهو السميع العليم فسيكفيكهم الله وهو السميع العليم ستر العرش مسبول علينا وعين الله ناظرة إلينا بحول الله لا يقدر علينا والله من ورائهم محيط بل هو قرآن مجيد في لوح محفوظ فالله خير حافظا وهو أرحم الراحمين فالله خير حافظا وهو أرحم الراحمين فالله خير حافظا وهو أرحم الراحمين إن وليي الله الذي نزل الكتاب وهو يتولى الصالحين إن وليي الله الذي نزل الكتاب وهو يتولى الصالحين إن وليي الله الذي نزل الكتاب وهو يتولى الصالحين حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم بسم الله الذي لا يضر مع اسمه شيء في الأرض ولا في السماء وهو السميع العليم 
بسم الله الذي لا يضر مع اسمه شيء في الأرض ولا في السماء وهو السميع العليم بسم الله الذي لا يضر مع اسمه شيء في الأرض ولا في السماء وهو السميع العليم أعوذ بكلمات الله التامات من شر ما خلق أعوذ بكلمات الله التامات من شر ما خلق أعوذ بكلمات الله التامات من شر ما خلق ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم بسم الله والحمد لله رب العالمين أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الله لطيف بعباده يرزق من يشاء وهو القوي العزيز يلطيف 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 يلطيفا بخلقه يا عليما بخلقه يا خبيرا بخلقه ألطف بنا يا لطيف يا عليم يا خبير يا لطيفا بخلقه يا عليما بخلقه يا خبيرا بخلقه 
ألطف بنا يا لطيف يا عليم يا خبير يا لطيفا بخلقه يا عليما بخلقه يا خبيرا بخلقه ألطف بنا يا لطيف يا عليم يا خبير اللهم يا من لطفت في خلق السماوات والأرض ولطفت بالأجنة في بطون أمهاتها ألطف بنا لطفا يليك بكرمك ورحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين يا الله اللهم يا من جعلت الصلاة على النبي من القربات نتقرب إليك بكل صلاة سليت عليه من أول النشأة إلى ما لا نهاية من الكمالات بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يسوق الخير إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يصرف السوء إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله وما بكم من نعمة فمن الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يسوق الخير إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يصرف السوء إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله وما بكم من نعمة فمن الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يسوق الخير إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يصرف السوء إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله وما بكم من نعمة فمن الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل صلاة كاملة وسلم سلاما تاما على سيدنا محمد الذي تنحل به العقد وتنفرج به الكرب وتقضى به الحوائج وتنال به الرغائب وحسن الخواتيم ويستسقى الغمام بوجهه الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه في كل لمحة ونفس بعدد كل معلوم لك اللهم صل صلاة كاملة 
وسلم سلاما تاما على سيدنا محمد الذي تنحل به العقد وتنفرج به الكرب وتقضى به الحوائج وتنال به الرغائب وحسن الخواتيم ويستسقى الغمام بوجهه الكريم وعلى اله وصحبه في كل لمحه ونفس بعدد كل معلوم لك اللهم صل صلاة كاملة وسلم سلاما تاما على سيدنا محمد الذي تنحل به العقد وتنفرج به الكرب وتقضى به الحوائج وتنال به الرغائب وحسن الخواتيم ويستسقى الغمام بوجهه الكريم وعلى اله وصحبه في كل لمحه ونفس بعدد كل معلوم لك Inshallah, we'll continue with Dhikr Jami'ah. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadun Rasulullah, Fi kulli lamhatin wa nafasin adada ma wasi'ahu ilmullah. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadun Rasulullah, Fi kulli lamhatin wa nafasin adada ma وَسِعَاهُ عِلْمُ اللَّهِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ مُحَمَّدٌ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ فِي كُلِّ لَمْحَةٍ وَنَفَسٍ عَدَدَ مَا وَسِعَاهُ عِلْمُ اللَّهِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ مُحَمَّدٌ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ فِي كُلِّ لَمْحَةٍ وَنَفَسٍ عَدَدَ مَا وَسِعَاهُ عِلْمُ اللَّهِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ مُحَمَّدٌ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ فِي كُلِّ لَمْحَةٍ وَنَفَسٍ عَدَدَ مَا وَسِعَاهُ عِلْمُ اللَّهِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ مُحَمَّدٌ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ فِي كُلِّ لَمْحَةٍ وَنَفَسٍ عَدَدَ مَا وَسِعَاهُ عِلْمُ اللَّهِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ مُحَمَّدٌ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ فِي كُلِّ لَمْحَةٍ وَنَفَسٍ عَدَدَ مَا وَسِعَاهُ عِلْمُ اللَّهِ إنشاءالله مكتوعنا اللهم أمين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد 
اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray for our Shaykh, teacher, Murshid, and master, Sayyidina Shaykh Faisal Hamid Abdul Razak. O oh Allah, may you increase him in knowledge and wisdom. O oh Allah, may you protect him from evil, and we pray that he will lead his marids on the straight path towards you. O oh Allah, we pray for the Shaykh and his family. We pray that you strengthen them in Iman, keep them in good health, and grant them long life in Islam. O oh Allah, we pray that you protect them from all evil, ease their trials, and grant them the sweetness of paradise. رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنَا وَقِينَ عَذَابِ النَّارِ O Allah, forgive us for our sins and guide us on the straight path leading to paradise. O Allah, you know the needs of all of us present here. O Allah, answer our dua and take care of our needs. O Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray for our parents that you grant them your grace and mercy as they raised us in childhood. O Allah, grant our parents long life and good health in Islam. O Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, forgive our parents and grant them paradise. O Allah, for our parents who have passed away and returned to you, Allah, we beg you to forgive them. O Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray for all the murids of Shaykh Faisal throughout the world. O Allah, we pray that you ease our trials and grant us the strength to face our trials. O Allah, make it easy for us to gain true knowledge and to practice it, to be good murids and to get ever closer to you. O Allah, you know the needs of all of the murids. O Allah, we beg you to answer our dua and take care of our needs. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray for all the Muslims around the world. O oh Allah, we pray that you strengthen us in Iman. O oh Allah, we pray for unity and to make us stronger as a nation. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, please comfort and relieve all Muslims who are suffering and have suffered losses. O oh Allah, you are the all-powerful and the almighty. O oh Allah, we beg you to give us victory against the unbelievers. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray for the International Islamic Forum and Al-Fasil al-Dhikr Halaqa. May you make it easy for us to establish many messages for your sake. May you bless the Islamic form and then fasil dhikr halakah to be a beacon of to be a beacon of light for Islam throughout the world. And may you help us to finish building the new masjid soon and make it easy for us to do so. Wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammadan wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursani walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله سيدنا محمد رسول الله أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبد الله ورسوله اللهم افتح علينا فتوح العارفين ووفقنا توفيق الصالحين وانفعنا اللهم بالقرآن والذكر الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا من فضلك علما وتعليما يقربنا منك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم لا سهل إلا ما جعلته سهلا وأنت يا حي يا قيوم تجعل الحزن إذا شئت سهلا سهلا 
اللهم أعزنا من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا وأصلح لنا شأننا كله لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين آمين آمين أما بعد My dear respected brothers and sisters my dear murids assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu May the peace and blessings of God Almighty be with each and every one of you and welcome once again to this special program coming to you from the Islamic Forum of Canada where we share with you this message of mercy from God Almighty to all of his creation. This is our daily broadcast. It starts at 7 p.m. Toronto time or Eastern time and it comes to you from your Zawiya here at the Islamic Forum. We thank you for joining us today for our broadcast and we hope you can join us every day at 7 p.m. for this special, blessed, sacred daily broadcast. And we kindly request you to reach out to others, to your family members, your relatives, your friends, and other Muslims you know, tell them about this program share the YouTube link with them, youtube.com forward slash Sheikh Faisal. Encourage them to watch the program. Inshallah, they'll benefit from the program and you will receive increased blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do remember to subscribe to the channel by clicking on the subscribe button. And next to the subscribe button, there's a bell icon. Click on the bell and select all for notifications so that you will be notified of all our programs. We also want to remind you to enter your information into the chat, uh, your name and the city where you're from, as well as your updates for the three uh, blessed projects that Allah SWT will bless you for so doing. We want to recognize uh, all our donors, those who donated today, yesterday and before, all our donors. We remember them, we recognize them, we make special dua for them. All our donors, those who have donated financially to the Islam Forum, may Allah SWT bless them, bless their family, bless their loved ones, uh, answer all their dua. May Allah SWT enrich them many, many more times than what they donate to the Islamic Forum. Remember, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Alihi Wasallam says in the hadith, Ma naqasa malin bis sadaqa. Your wealth will never decrease because of spending it in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It will surely increase. The scholars have mentioned it, your wealth will not decrease, meaning that it will certainly increase. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you barakah and blessing in your wealth because of spending in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so we make this special, special appeal to you to make a generous donation to the Islamic Forum. Um, uh, and you can do so by going to our website islamicforumonline.com to the donation page and you can select any of the various options we have the various things you could do donate for uh, the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says 
man bana lillahi masjidan bana Allahu lahu baitan fil jannah if you build a masjid for Allah in this world Allah will build for you a mansion a palace a beautiful home in jannah for you your dream home and beyond your dream home imagine that yes man bana lillahi masjidan bana Allahu lahu baitan fil jannah so this is the opportunity we share with you that you would donate and donate generously to the islamic forum i also want to share with you that our concern or interest in this program is your safety your well-being your health your protection your afia as the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentions in the hadith praying to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for afia so that's one aspect and secondly your spirituality your connection with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala your connection to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and we constantly and continuously make dua for that that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless each and every one of you with uh, with safety and spirituality also we have the special uh, video lectures and video clips that have been prepared by our staff the short video clips uh, beautiful le- uh, subject matter short so easy to listen to to watch and to share with others as well and then we also have the full length uh, lecture series on the seerah or life history of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam if you'd like to get copies of these uh, video clips and special video lectures that our wonderful staff have prepared for you please send us uh, your email address and your whatsapp number if you have uh, so that we can put you on our uh, various list for you to receive uh, the, the the lectures inshallah so you send your email address to the email we use with this program, shaykhfaisal at gmail.com. <clears throat> and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you for so doing. I also want to remind you of the special projects that we have. Firstly, the gratitude project uh, for you to express your gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to live this life of gratitude. Secondly, the salawat project to recite salawat on the Prophet every day. And thirdly, the Quran project to recite at least one page of the Quran every day. These are the ongoing action items for you to engage in, and we hope you do so, inshallah. And we do remember to enter your update in the chat for the uh, special projects. And now, our special lecture for tonight. May Allah subhanahu wa bless you. May Allah subhanahu wa keep you always in the shade of His mercy. Amen. أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبد الله ورسوله اللهم افتح علينا فتوح العارفين ووفقنا توفيق الصالحين وانفعنا اللهم بالقرآن والذكر الحكيم 
اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا من فضلك علما وتعليما يقربنا منك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم لا سهل إلا ما جعلته سهلا وأنت يا حي يا قيوم تجعل الهزن إذا شئت سهلا سهلا اللهم أعزنا من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا وأصلح لنا شأننا كله لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين آمين آمين أما بعد My dear respected brothers and sisters السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته May the peace and blessings of God Almighty be with each and every one of you. And welcome once again to our continuing series of lectures. Uh, now we are speaking about uh, the wife of the Prophet ﷺ, Umm Salama, one of the wives of the Prophet ﷺ, Sayyida Umm Salama, radiallahu anha. Uh, Umm al-Mu'mineen, the mother of the believers and one of the outstanding personalities in Islam. She passed away on the 3rd of Rabia Thani, uh, 63 years after the Hijra of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the last of the wives of the Prophet Sallallahu to pass away. She was 84 years of age. And so she lived uh, some 53 years after the passing of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Her full name, uh, Umm Salama Hind bint Abi Umayya ibn Al-Mughira. Uh, Umm Salama was uh, her nickname, her laqab, uh, after her, her son Salama. So she was popularly known as Umm Salama. And uh, the, she, this son, Salama, was from her first husband, uh, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abdul Asad, uh, the first husband of Umm Salama. Uh, and he was known as Abu Salama. And uh, they were outstanding, these two individuals, Umm Salama and Abu Salama, outstanding individuals in Islam, outstanding personalities among the earliest of the Muslims to uh, embrace uh, Islam. Uh, there were just a, a handful of Muslims that had embraced Islam before then, including uh, Sayyidina Abu Bakr and that f first group of Muslims. After them, uh, in those early days, Umm Salama and Abu Salama embraced Islam. Uh, their clan, as was the case of uh, many of those early Muslims, their tribe was against uh, their acceptance of Islam, and so they faced tremendous difficulties and persecution from Quraysh uh, because they had accepted Islam. And uh, they went through a lot of difficulties in those early days because of the persecution of Quraysh. And then the Prophet Wasallam granted them permission 
to migrate. And this was the first migration, the Hijra, to Abyssinia. And so they went to Abyssinia, migrate, they migrated to Abyssinia, uh, along with uh, a small group of Muslims, uh, led by Sayyidina Jafar ibn Abi Talib, anhu, the uh, cousin of the Prophet an outstanding individual, Sayyidina Jafar al-Tayyar, anhu. Uh, and in, in, uh, there was a close relationship between him and the Prophet as they grew up in Mecca, cousins. But remember, it's almost like a relationship of brothers because the Prophet grew up in the home of uh, Sayyidina Abu, Abu Talib. Uh, so Sayyidina Jafar and Sayyidina Ali were brothers. Uh, but Sayyidina Jafar was, was closer in age to the Prophet so they spent a lot of time together. And in those early days, uh, Sayyidina Jafar resembled the Prophet physically. And uh, it wasn't unusual for people in Mecca to uh, mistakenly call him as, as Muhammad. They thought that he was uh, the Prophet in those early days of Mecca. So he led this delegation or group of Muslims who made a forced migration to Abyssinia. And then, as we mentioned in our previous lecture also, there was difficulties that uh, Sayyidah Um Salama had to face. Uh, migration, moving to a new place, uh, no one there that they can depend upon, uh, separation from their family and so on. So a difficult migration. All migrations are difficult when people are uprooted from their homes and the city place of their birth and they have to go elsewhere. It is a difficult thing for them. And, and she was patient in dealing with these difficulties because of her law for Islam, because of her law for the Prophet to, to be uh, this obedient servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so they were willing to make the sacrifices which they did. And then at one point in time, uh, the conditions temporarily were uh, eased in Mecca. And this is uh, especially after the conversion of Sayyidina Umar al-Khattab and Sayyidina Hamza ibn Abi Muttalib, ibn Abdul Muttalib. Uh, when they converted because of their strong personalities, uh, Quraysh backed off a little from persecuting Muslims. And so they returned to Mecca. Um Salama and Abu Salama uh, because they heard of the change in conditions. But this was a temporary situation. Soon enough, Quraysh went back to their old ways of opposing the Muslims and especially those who did not have uh, any strong tribal support. Uh, and, and so Um Salama had to continue now to face the persecution of Quraysh. And so the Prophet ﷺ permitted the Muslims, or granted permission to the Muslims to do the second migration to Medina. And this is the major migration, the main migration or Hijra to Medina. And so they prepared for this migration, uh, Abu Salama and Um Salama. And they had at that time uh, a small child, uh, Salama. And, and so this is how they became known as Um Salama, the wife and Abu, uh, our mother, and Abu Salama, the father. Uh, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abdul Asad is a name, but he was more popularly known as Abu Salama because of the son, Salama. So uh, then a young child. 
And so they prepared for the migration, uh, equipping their themselves with supplies, their camel, and so on. But when they wanted to leave Mecca, uh, they, their families particularly did not want them to leave Mecca. And so the relatives of Umm Salama uh, pounced upon them and took away the camel, drove it back to Mecca. Uh, the relatives of Abu Salama uh, took the little boy Salama, saying that he belongs to them, their tribe, so they're not going to allow him to leave. And they only allowed uh, Abu Salama to go. So Umm Salma was left alone with her relatives. They took her. They didn't allow her to go. Uh, and they also separated the, the child from her. The, the family of her husband, Abu Salma, took the child. And so she was separated enough from her husband and from her child, her young son, Salama. And it was extremely difficult for her to... Uh, to be to face this uh, tremendous separation and loss uh, and and the pain that she suffered and and she she would cry uh, sometimes nonstop because of the pain uh, but she, she remained firm in faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala she did not renounce islam and all of all of this suffering could have uh, the, 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 her relatives told her that renounce islam and then you'll be fine no she did not and then, uh, about a year after, uh, one of her cousins uh, took pity with her, was sorry to see what was happening, and he interceded on her behalf, forced with her family, uh, that they should allow her to, to go to Medina, they should stop uh, this persecution. And also, there are some people who interceded with the uh, family of Abu Salama, that they returned the child to the mother which they finally agreed to do, and now she was united back with her son. And immediately, even though she was alone now with her son, she decided to do, do hijra to Medina. So she, she set out, got a camel, and set out with her young child, this young boy, Salama, to go to Medina. And then she's alone traveling. She went to Tanaim, which is on the outskirts of Mecca. Uh, and well known today also because that's where that's the mikat for the Ahlul Mecca for the people of Mecca if they want to uh, do Umrah or Hajj that's where they, they usually go to uh, make their niya. There's a masjid there called Masjid Aisha named after uh, another of the outstanding wives of the Prophet Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha uh, because that's where she made her uh, niya for for. Uh, hajj when they did their uh, hajj with the Prophet So when she was at Tanaim, she met Uthman ibn Talha. Now Uthman ibn Talha uh, was from the family that were the custodians of the Kaaba from before. So a well-known family and he was an amazing person, very kind, very gentle person uh, and he, he asked where she's going uh, because he recognized her and because of uh, her, she was well known in Mecca because of her father particularly uh, who was nicknamed Zad al-Raqib uh, that's how everyone referred to him as because he was known to be a gen very generous person especially to travelers the father of Umm Salama uh, from Bani Makhzum 
and he, whenever any traveler would come or he would meet any traveler, he would treat them with great hospitality. He became known as that. Before that, Hatim Atai, another great Arab, was known for his hospitality. So in the cinema, Zahd Raqib, the father of Umm Salama, was known like this to help people. So she, she was well respected in, in, in Mecca, but the, the people, they were against her for accepting Islam for this short period of time now. You know, and before Islam, she was treated uh, with great respect before she accepted Islam. And so he recognized her, he saw her, and he asked where she going. She said she, she's doing hijrah to Medina. And he, he was surprised that she is just going on this journey alone with her young child, Salama. And he decided that he wouldn't allow her to go alone. He would accompany her, which is a great sacrifice for, for, for uh, Uthman ibn Talha to make, radiallahu anhu. Uh, and he took her to Medin, traveled with her, and he treated her properly uh, in a good way with lots of kindness and respect and honor uh, throughout that journey. Uh, to Medina until he arrived in the outskirts of Medina uh, at Cuba, uh, the, Cuba which at that time was uh, on, outside of Medina, now it is part of the expanded city of Medina and Cuba is famous because the Prophet Ali also stopped there on Hijra, spent three days there and three nights and he established a masjid. There. And he said, whoever uh, visit this masjid, Masjid Kuba, and pray two rakat therein, they rewarded as if they performed Umrah. Uh, so to, even today, people would go to, whenever we go to Medina, we make sure we go to Kuba and pray uh, at least two rakat there for the blessings of Umrah. The Prophet used to visit it often, Kuba. And so there he said that, uh, your husband, Abu Salma, is living here. He wasn't living in Medina, he was in Cuba. And so he, uh, he made sure that she was safely reunited with her husband, and then he returned back to Mecca. Sayyidina Uthman ibn Talha. And, uh, and Sayyidina Umm Salma, radiallahu anha, she never forgot this. That what uh, what uh, Sayyidina Uthman ibn Talha did for her he brought her all the way from Tanaim to Medina, literally from Mecca to Medina. And that's a tremendous sacrifice. It's in those days a major journey, several days it would take you to travel. Even today with, with cars and other more comfortable means of transportation, it takes on an average four hours, uh, regular time, regular situation. But in, like in Hajj season when it's very busy, it can take twice as long as that and so on. So it's a huge uh, sacrifice that he made. And so whenever she, uh, Um Salma, would remember her sufferings in the earlier days in, in Mecca and so on, and, and when she was separated from her husband and her, and her child and so on, she used to say, by Allah, never have I seen a family in Islam which suffered what the family of Abu Salma did, her family, the family of Abu Salma, what the sufferings they went through. You know, she said she would, she would always remember that. And nor have I ever seen a nobler man than Uthman ibn Talha. That's what she always kept, you know, remembering Sayyidina Uthman ibn Talha because of the great deed he did. Uh, Imam ibn Hisham in his seerah mentions this. So she lived with her husband Abu Salma in Cuba. Uh, Abu Salma, Abdullah ibn Abdul Asad, his name, 
Uh, he participated in Badr, so that gives him great honor. And then he also participated in Uhud, but he was seriously, mortally wounded at Uhud, and he ultimately died from that wound. So counted from among the martyrs of Islam, the martyrs of Uhud. And so she was left alone with her children, Salama and uh, Zainab and Umar. And after her editor waiting period, she then received a proposal for marriage because she was such a respected person, but now she was alone and she had her children to take care of, who would take care of them. And so uh, Sayyidina Abu Bakr proposed to her and she, uh, she refused. And then Sayyidina Umar proposed to her and she refused. And then the Prophet proposed to her. And she, she said, she offered three excuses for not, for not going ahead with this marriage. She said, I'm a jealous person. Um, and therefore, to get married again would be difficult for her. And then she said, I have children. And who would want to marry someone with children? And he says, I am old. So, because she was in her 50s at that time. And then the Prophet says, he responded, he says, as for your age, I am older than you. The Prophet was older than her. And as for your children, I will take care of them. I would look after them. And as for your jealousy, I would make du'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove that from you. So he responded to the three excuses she, she gave, and then she agreed to get married. And they got married in the fourth year after the Hijra. And her mahar was a simple mahar that the Prophet Ali gave to her. And she, she was known to be an intelligent person, uh, along with Sayyid Aisha. Sayyid Aisha was the genius among the women Sahabiyat. Uh, but she, along with Sayyid Aisha, from among the wives of the Prophet were known for, for this. She was known to be intelligent, beautiful, good qualities. And, 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 and the Prophet said wonderful things about her, Umm Salama. And her, her wisdom uh, was displayed at Hudaybiyah, uh, at that Treaty of Hudaybiyah, uh, in the incident when, after the negotiations from Quraysh and so on, uh, the Prophet agreed to return back to Medina without performing Umrah. And so they were in the state of Ihram, they had to come out of Ihram. And that required uh, shaving their heads. So the Prophet told the Sahabas to do this. This is a Tudaybiyah. And they were not responding. The Sahabas not responding. He told them to shave their heads and come out of Ihram because they have to return to Medina. And the Prophet was, was disappointed, was sad uh, with this. He felt the sadness because he's telling them to shave their heads and they're not doing it. Um, and then she came to the Prophet and she says, Oh, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, it's not that they're, the Sahabas are disobeying you. Uh, it, it is only because they 
they're so sad that they're not able to go to Mecca for Umrah because they came all the way from Medina. Here they are to Hudaybiyah. They can see Mecca in the distance uh, and they, uh, they really wanted to go for Umrah. So they don't want to shave their heads. They're hoping for some last minute reprieve. So she told the Prophet Ya Rasulullah, why don't you go and have your head shaven? And so the Prophet immediately recognized the wisdom of the words of his wife, Umm Salama, Rajulahu Anha, Ummul Mu'mineen. And so he called Khirash ibn Umayyah al Khuzai, Rajulahu Anhu, to shave his head. He went out in the middle of the camp. Uh, there are groups of people in different camps at Hudaybi. He went out there in the middle. And the Sahaba shaved the head of the Prophet. And when he did that, they, they, the, the Sahabas now, they're coming out of their tents, tears in their eyes, they're crying, and then they're shaving their head. So it's not that they wanted to disobey the Prophet. It's, it's, it's that they were so disappointed in not being able to go to Mecca for Umrah. They were able to do the next year, Umrah al Qada uh, was done. Because that was part of the agreement that uh, the next year, uh, the Quraysh would allow the Muslims to, to enter Mecca and to be there for three days to do their Umrah and be the Kaaba and then re return back to Medina. So it showed her, her wisdom, uh, Alhamdulillah, for what she did. So the, herself and Sayyida Aisha were known for their amazing, outstanding intelligence. And all the wives of the Prophet were special. They, they are spiritual mothers. And they were seen as beacon of guiding lights for the Ummah, for the other Sahabas. The scholar Mahmoud ibn Labid said, The wives of the Prophet were treasures of hadith, but Aisha and Umm Salama had no equal. Sayyidina Marwan ibn Hakim inquired about problems from them and openly said, why should we ask us others while the wives of the Prophet are amongst us? This is the Musnad uh, narrated. Sayyidina Abu Huraira and Sayyidina Abdullah ibn, ibn Abbas, in spite of their own amazing knowledge, because Sayyidina Abu Huraira and Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas were scholars among the Sahabas, they would come to the wives of the Prophet for certain matters and benefit from their advice, also narrated in the Musnad. Uh, Sayyidina Umm Salama, one of the things that's perhaps not well known about her is that she was able to recite the Qur'an in the style of the Prophet how he used to recite it. And so once uh, someone asked her uh, about this, how did the Prophet recite the Qur'an? And she said, he read each verse separately from the other. He would each read each verse, he wouldn't join them each verse separately. This is how the Prophet He would recite it slowly, pronouncing each word. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Maliki Yawmiddin Like that, separate, each verse separately. He wouldn't join them together uh, to emphasize the meaning. And, and then uh, she uh, recited the Quran to show the people how the Prophet would recite the Quran. This is also in the Musnad. 
She narrated approximately 378 hadith from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And she, uh, many of these hadith gives us another glimpse uh, of the life of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And she uh, continued to benefit the, the Muslims, and especially after the, the passing of the Prophet ﷺ. Remember, she lived for 53 years after the passing of the Prophet ﷺ. She passed away in 63 AH, and she was 84 years of age. So she lived a full life, a long life, and she benefited the Ummah tremendously uh, because many people, Sahabas and and tabi'een, they would, they would come to her and ask her questions about Islam. And because she was wife of the Prophet she knew how to guide the people in the way of the Prophet, on, uh, on, uh, in the footsteps of the Prophet That is uh, the legacy of Umm Salama. Uh, when she passed away, and she passed away, uh, after the martyrdom of uh, Sayyidina Imam Hussein, and she was very sad uh, at this event, the martyrdom of uh, Al -Imam, Sayyidina Al Imam Hussein, the beloved grandson of the Prophet when he was martyred, uh, and not long thereafter she passed away. And Sayyidina Abu Hurairah offered her funeral prayer, he led the funeral prayer for her, and she's buried in Janatul Baqiya. Janatul Baqiya, uh, the main cemetery in Medina. Uh, um Salama radiallahu anha. She narrated many hadith from the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, among which to share with you just a few of them uh, from what she narrated. Uh, it was narrated that Um Salama said, "The Messenger of Allah used to join Shaban and Ramadan." So there are many hadith about the fast of the Prophet ﷺ that she narrated, especially with Shaban and Ramadan. Now, for Ramadan, it's, it's easy to know that Muslims are fasting, so all Muslims are fasting, and you, there's usually public uh, suhoor and iftar events and so on, so you know it's a, it's, it's a social time and event in Ramadan. But out of Ramadan, people may not know that you're fasting. Because you can be in your home and you're having a suhoor and then all day you're busy uh, and then in the evening in your home you break your fast. So no one may know that you're fasting. And so, but because she is the wife of the Prophet he is with her and with the other wives and they know what he's doing. Because he would be with them when, in the morning when he's having suhoor, in the evening when he's having uh, iftar, so they know that he's fasting. So she was able to explain many of the finer details about the fasting. And she said that the Prophet used to fast most of the month, in some narrations, all of the month of Shaban. He would join Shaban with Ramadan. Fast, he fast in Shaban more than any other month except the month of Ramadan. Uh, and, and so uh, she mentioned this hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam about the fast and, and several other hadith. Uh, among which also she mentioned the hadith that the Prophet Alaihi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam asked them or told them to fast three days in the month. Uh, 
Now, the, the popular hadith on, in this matter that the scholars have agreed upon is the, the three, three days in the middle of the month, 13, 14, 15 of the Islamic month. But she offers another aspect of the three days of the month. She said that uh, the Prophet Ali told them to fast three days a month and to start at the beginning of the month, uh, the, uh, the Monday or Thursday, in that first week of the month, whichever one comes first. And then to follow that up by fasting the next two Mondays. That's one of the methods that he pointed out to, to, to them. And the scholars have, have reconciled between the two things, like the middle of the month, 13, 14, 15, and these other days. These other days is to combine the three days you fast in a month with the weekly fast of Mondays and Thursdays. So your blessings are multiplied. But these are the final little details that she was able to bless the Ummah with. To, to give this knowledge to the Ummah because of being in close proximity with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Zainab, say the Zainab, the daughter of Umm Salama, uh, from her first marriage to uh, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abdul Asad or Abu Salama. She said that her mother, Umm Salama, said, she and the Messenger of Allah used to take a bath from a single vessel. Another hadith. Uh, Umar ibn Abi Salama, the son, narrated he saw uh, the Prophet performing salah in the house of Umm Salama wrapped in one garment that, to, to show how the Prophet in his home would sometimes uh, dress in, in one full garment and he would wrap himself around it. It's almost like an outer garment and he would pray in that way. Another hadith from Umm Salama, uh, she said that the Prophet mentioned that the earth will swallow a group of people because of their evil actions. And then, so Umm Salama said, Ya Rasulullah, perhaps there are people among them who are not guilty of that sin, are not guilty of doing that wrong thing. And the Prophet said, uh, when the calamity comes, everyone uh, would, would, uh, would be destroyed with that. But the people who are good people will be resurrected based on their intentions. That their goodness will not be forgotten. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will resurrect them uh, with their, based on their need, their, that based on their goodness. So, uh, and, and this happens like... You know, for example, when an earthquake comes and uh, people are destroyed, many people are destroyed, including good people, if they are living in that area. Uh, but then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, grants them the rewards in the akhirah, in the hereafter. Then another hadith that is narrated by Umm Salama radiallahu anha. She said that the Prophet would pray two rakat after witr. The Prophet would pray two rakat after witr. In another narration, she said that the Prophet would pray two rakat after witr, sitting down and praying that two rakat. Now, once again, the Prophet usually would not pray uh, his sunnah and other salah uh, in the masjid. He prayed the fart and then he would go to his home and, and, and pray there. Um, so the other sahabas will not see what he's doing. But because 
some, when he's visiting her, staying with her, she would notice what he's doing. And, uh, and, and so she was able to uh, narrate this hadith thus, that the Prophet would pray to rakat after the witir. Uh, because uh, some, you know, some people may, well, they say that you, you, you cannot pray after witir. Now, this hadith proves that to be wrong, that you can pray because the Prophet do pray. And so, for example, in the Hanfi Madhab, in, in Salat Lisha, they, they have 17 rakat of, of prayer that you perform for Isha, which includes two rakat, nafil, after the witir. And also sitting down, and these hadith are narrated by uh, Sayyidah Um Salama, uh, giving you these little details that you can benefit more by following the, the finer details of the life of the Prophet Sallallahu uh, Such a great legacy that she handed down to us. Uh, and wonderful indeed. These are just some of the hadith, I, as I mentioned, she uh, narrated approximately 378 hadiths from the Prophet. I just wanted to select a few of them to, uh, to share with you the greatness of the spiritual legacy of Sayyidah Umm Salama, the, uh, the wife of the Prophet, the mother of the believers, our spiritual mother, one of the great personalities of Islam, who suffered much uh, in those initial years of her Islam. Uh, but she remained patient with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevated her, elevated her maqam, her spiritual status in the dunya and in the akhirah. And so it is good, recommended, important for you to send salams upon her, uh, such as to recite, As-salamu alaykum, ya Umm Salama, ya Umm al-Mu'mineen, ya Zawja Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As-salamu alaykum or As-salamu alayki. Uh, assalamu alaikum would be feminine singular. Assalamu alaikum is you is a plural form which is used for greater respect. That uh, you can use that to recite that. And then in your salawat that you're reciting for your salawat project, you can add your niyyah to reciting salawat for her on her behalf as well to convey the blessings to her. And your blessings are increased in so doing. And another wonderful thing you can do on her behalf is to give sadaqah on her behalf as well. So you give sadaqah, and the same sadaqah donation chart you're giving, uh, but you add that near. You do it for yourself, uh, you get the blessings, and you say uh, that you want to do this on behalf of Umm Salama, this, uh, our spiritual mother, that she would get the blessings as well, and your blessings are multiplied just for that near. Uh, and may Allah subhanahu bless you for so doing. These are some of the things I wanted to mention about Umm Salama to continue from our previous lecture on her life. Uh, and may Allah subhanahu bless us to be close to her in the dunya and in the akhirah, to feel that closeness in her heart for Umm al-Mu'mineen, Umm Salama, and uh, to be blessed with her spiritual legacy. Uh, and may Allah subhanahu bless us to be with the Prophet with the Ahlul Bayt, including his uh, family and his children and his wives, his beloved wives, uh, Azwajil uh, Rasulullah Sallam, and to be with the Sahabas and to be with Awliya in Jannatul Firdaus, in the highest levels of Jannah Al Firdaus Al Ala, 
أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبد الله ورسوله اللهم افتح علينا فتوح العارفين ووفقنا توفيق الصالحين وانفعنا اللهم بالقرآن والذكر الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا من فضلك علما وتعليما يقربنا منك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم لا سهل إلا ما جعلته سهلا وأنت يا حي يا قيوم تجعل الحزن إذا شئت سهلا سهلا اللهم أعزنا من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا وأصلح لنا شأننا كله لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين آمين آمين أما بعد My dear respected brothers and sisters I greet you all with the greetings of Islam Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu May the peace and blessings of God Almighty be with each and every one of you and welcome to our continuing series of lectures on the lessons from the life of Sultan al-Awliya, Sheikh Abdul Qadir al-Jilani, radiallahu anhu. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals in the Quran in Surah Yunus, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. ألا إن أولياء الله لا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون الذين آمنوا وكانوا يتقون لهم البشرى في الحياة الدنيا وفي الآخرة لا تبديل لكلمات الله ذلك هو الفوز العظيم Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Surah Yunus chapter 10, verses 62 to 64. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals, Behold, verily, the friends of Allah, the awliya of Allah, they shall have no fear, nor shall they grieve. This is the honor that's granted to this special group of believers, the awliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the special friends of Allah, the saints of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No fear shall they have, nor shall they grieve. In the dunya and in the akhirah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has raised them up, elevated them to a special maqam. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues in ayah number 63. 
in the same surah Yunus. They are the people who believe and always remain God-fearing, committed to piety. So their relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they worship Allah, they submit to Allah, they obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they always are in a state of taqwa, of consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They believe and they have taqwa of Allah and they live that life of taqwa. Uh, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevated them. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues in verse number 64 in the same chapter, Surah Yunus chapter 10. لَهُمُ الْبُشْرَى فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ there is for them glad tidings, good news, happy news of honor and recognition in the life of this world and also of forgiveness and recognition in the hereafter. So the special status, spiritual status, they are granted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this world as well as in the hereafter. And they receive the glad tidings of that. Lahumul bushra fil hayatid dunya wa fil akhirah. La tabdeel ali kalimatillah. No change can there be in the words of Allah. The words of Allah are final. The commands of Allah are final. No change in the commands of Allah subhanahu wa taala. This is indeed the supreme success. Dalika hu al fauzul adim. The supreme success, the foes, the great success, the great achievement in, in, in one's life, in the life of anyone, it is granted to the awliya because of their relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And among the greatest awliya of this ummah is Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir al-Jilani radiallahu anhu. In our previous lecture, we mention several things about this great, noble, honorable Sheikh, Sultan al Awliya, Sheikh Abdul Qadir al Jilani, radiallahu anhu, al Ghosul Adam. We'll review these points that we mentioned in our previous lecture and then go on to some new points and reflections to share with you on the life, the teachings, and the lessons to be learned. From Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir Al Jilani, Rajallahu Anhu. He was born in the city of Jilan in 470 AH after the Hijra. And he died at the age of 90. He lived for 90 years in the year 561 AH after the Hijra, corresponding to 1166 of the Christian era. He was Arab by descent, being the 10th descendant of. Uh, Sayyidina Imam Hassan ibn Ali radiallahu anhu alayhi salam, the blessed grandson of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He was Hassani from his father's side. Descended from his father's side, he was Hassani, going back to Imam Hassan radiallahu anhu alayhi salam. And he was Husaini from his mother's side. Husaini from his mother's side, uh, so descending from Imam Hussain. So he was Hassani wal Husaini. Uh, from both of the illustrious noble grandsons of the Prophet, uh, Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir al Jilani descended from them. From Jilan, he moved to or migrated to Baghdad with his family in the year 488 AH after the Hijra when he was 18 years of age. 
and then he embarked or he continued his journey of Islamic knowledge. He attached himself to some of the great teachers present at that time in the city of Baghdad. And Baghdad at that time was the city of the Khilafah, the city of leadership, the, the center of all the major critical activities of the Muslim Ummah, Baghdad. The political center, economic center, intellectual center, social center, economic, and so on. All of this, Baghdad was the center of the uh, Ummah, the Muslim world, at that time. And so the great teachers, the great scholars of the Ummah was in Baghdad. They had established there the Nidhamiya uh, Institute of Higher Learning. And uh, this was the greatest institution at that time in Baghdad. And uh, students and scholars from all over the world the Muslim world would gather there, would go there to seek knowledge. Uh, among his teachers included Abu Wafa ibn Aqil, Muhammad ibn Hassan al-Baqilani, and Abu Zakiriya al-Tabrizi, among his outstanding teachers. And after he finished his course of study, and he had uh, mastered all the different uh, Islamic sciences, he turned his focus and attention to tasawwuf, to Islamic spirituality. And firstly, he was guided in his practices, in his suluk, by Sheikh Abdul Khair Hamad ibn Muslim al-Dabbas. And thereafter, he attached himself to his main Sheikh, the person who would become his main Sheikh in Tasawwuf, uh, Sayyidi Qadi Abu Sa'id al-Makrami, radiallahu anhu. Uh, and it was Qadi Abu Sa'id al-Makrami who granted Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani ijazah in the spiritual way, initiated him in the spiritual way and granted him ijazah to initiate others. And so, Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani founded the Qadiri Tariqah. Uh, because of his great achievements, uh, this Tariqah was founded, uh, the Qadiri Tariqah of uh, Tasawwuf, of Islamic spirituality. And after his uh, teaching, uh, his studies, sorry, his studies, and then his tasawwuf training, he started teaching. And he attached himself to the madrasa of his sheikh, Sheikh al-Makrami. Abu Qadi Abu Sa'id al-Makrami, he took over his madrasa and started teaching there. And the, the number of people were so much increasing day by day that they had to keep expanding this structure of the madrasa. It became the, uh, the biggest or one of the biggest madrasas in Baghdad in the city not long after that. And, and the, the number of people was the largest number that would attend any class and any lecture of any scholar. The gatherings that would surround and that would be uh, attracted to uh, Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir al-Jilani in his daily lectures and special occasions and so on. Uh, people would say that it seemed as if all of Baghdad would be present as his uh, at his lectures. All classes of people in society, from the poorest people to the richest people, they were all there. Even the, uh, the leaders, the political leaders, the Khalifa, his ministers, they would attend. Uh, these lectures of Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir al-Jilani radiallahu anhu. It is known of, of him uh, uh, that other scholars have mentioned that his 
dua, his prayers were answered. It's known that when he would make dua, his prayers are answered. And so that attracted even more people to him. People would go to him and request him to make dua for them. Whatever problems and difficulties they were suffering from, whatever needs they had, they would go to Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir Al-Jilani, requesting him to make dua for them. And people would say that their dua was readily answered when Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir Al-Jilani would make dua for them. So, outstanding and great indeed he was. Another aspect of this great spiritual giant of Islam, Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir Al-Jilani, Sultan Al-Awliya, Al-Ghawth Al-Azam, and so on. He has many titles. And inshallah, as part of this series, we pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq that we can do an entire lecture on just the titles of Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir Al-Jilani. Today I want to mention some additional reflections continuing from where we left off in the previous lecture. Helping the needy and poor people. Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir Al-Jilani took pleasure in feeding the poor and spending freely to meet the needs of the destitute, those in need. He, he uh, was committed to doing this. This came sincerely from his heart. He loved doing this. He enjoyed doing this, helping people, the poor, the needy people, feeding them, and so on. And it reminds us of, uh, in Medina, the people used to say about uh, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas and his brother, uh, Sayyidina Ubaidullah ibn Abbas. Uh, they, they used to say, uh, and this is after the passing of the Prophet that the sons of Al-Abbas had taken all the khair, all the goodness in Medina. Why? Because Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas, this great scholar of Islam, uh, would teach people. He would have classes to teach people in his home and in Masjid al-Nabawi. And then his brother, Sayyidina Ubaidullah ibn Abbas, would uh, prepare food to feed the people. So they come there uh, to, to the dars, the majlis, the gathering of uh, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu. And they would learn from him matters of the deen. And then his brother is cooking, preparing food, arranging uh, with, with others to prepare food and feed everyone. So it was such a noble and virtuous act that the people of Medina would say that the sons of, of Al-Abbas, Al-Abbas is the uncle of the Prophet he loved Sayyidina Al-Abbas. Uh, they had taken all the khair, all the goodness of Medina. So here again, Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani is following in the footsteps of his forefathers. Remember, he descended from Ahlul Bayt. He descended on his father's side from Imam Hassan, from his mother's side from Imam Hussein. So he's Hassani wal Husseini. And he would do this, taking care of the needs of people. Ibn, Ibn an Najjar reports that Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir al Jilani, often he used to say, if I were given treasures of the whole world, I would spend it all on feeding the poor, taking care of the poor, taking care of their needs. That's what he would say. Sometimes he said, it seems that 
as if I have a hole in my hands. I cannot keep anything with me. If I had a thousand dinar, I would spend every single piece of it before the day break, before the next day. Keep it for a day. And this was the way of the Prophet ﷺ. He wouldn't keep things with him. He would just give it away, spend it, take care of the needs of people. And then Allah wanted to bless him with more. And this quote uh, is taken from Qala'id al-Jawahir, one of the beautiful books about Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir al-Jilani. He would give instructions to his servants that as many guests as possible should be invited for dinner. And during the dinner, he always sat with the poor people, chatted with his students, and inquired about the welfare of those who, did not, who were absent. He would notice who was, who was absent. He would ask about them, his concern for them. And, and this behavior of his, this practice of Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani was so affectionate that everyone who met him gained the impression that Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani had the highest regard for him. That as if he was this, the special person in the life of Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani. He would treat each one in that special way. And, and this is one of the things I, I've mentioned before in previous uh, lectures that a secret of of good relationship that you should be mindful of is that everyone you meet, treat that person as if that person is the most important person in your life. Think of them, perceive them as such, that they are the most important person in, in your life. So therefore, you know, how would you treat the most important person in your life? You treat them in a special way. So if you think of everyone you meet, that they are the most important person in your life, you would treat them in a special way. And this is what Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir al-Jilani did, and people felt this way. They felt that they were so special. He overlooked the fault of others. He would not dwell on the fault of others. Wouldn't talk about it. And if any stated something on oath, he readily accepted his statement. If someone you know, took an oath by Allah subhanahu wa that they did this or they did that or they would do this or do that, he would accept it. He wouldn't question them. In other words, he accepts people at face value. What they're, what they're claiming that they are, he respected that. He respected that. He never gave out the secret of others, nor stated anything before others that might put someone to shame. So never give out the secret of others. And he knew the secrets of so many people because he's this great sheikh. People are coming to him and telling them their problems and their difficulties and so on. So he, he knew the secrets of so many people, but he never would divulge it to others. And he wouldn't say something that would hurt the feelings of another person. Like in a gathering, you're conversing and, you know, Today, it happens often, you know, you're in a group and someone there is making some sarcastic remark about you or someone else. You know, very bad adab, very bad adab. It's not a good quality to have. There's some people like that. They just want to make sarcastic remarks, offending people, hurting people's feelings. Even if they do not do it deliberately, it's a blameworthy characteristic, a bad habit to have that... Uh, people should not do. So Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani is teaching us these wonderful lessons. He gave reassurance to the dejected people.
people are sad, feeling dejected, feeling as if they are alone in this world, feeling as if they have all the world's problems on their head and shoulders. He gave them reassurance. He gave them support. The scholars of his time, they mentioned that Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir al-Jilani performed many miracles, countless miracles, what are called karamat. So you have uh, the mojizat, miracles, that are granted to the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And a, a mu'ajiza, a miracle, is amrun khariqun anil ada, something that's against the nature of things. What normally should happen, the nature of things, it is totally opposed to that. Such as when uh, the people in the time of King Nimrud threw Sayyidina Ibrahim, Prophet Abraham, into the fire. The fire, its nature is to burn you. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the fire, Kulu burden wa salaman ala Ibrahim. So it, it changed its nature. It was cool and comfortable for Prophet Ibrahim, Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam. The fire burned out, all of it, and he was still there safe. That's a miracle because of this. Something happened which is against the usual normal law, normal law of nature. So that's your mojiza. The mojiza is a high level for, for the prophets. Then the karama, the same thing, amrun kharikun ala'ada, that it's something that's unnatural. That in other words, it's against the natural order of things. A miracle. So that's also granted to the awliya, the saints of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, Sultan al-Awliya, Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani, he performed many miracles, many miracles. The Sheikh al-Islam, Sultan al-Ulama, now another person, uh, Sayyidi Izzuddin ibn Abdul Salam. He is uh, one of the greatest scholars of Islam. His, his title is Sultan al-Ulama, the, the Sultan, the leader of the scholars of Islam. Sayyidi Izzuddin, Sheikh Izzuddin ibn Abdul Salam. He said that Sheikh Abdul Khal Jilani, Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Khal Jilani, was a performer, a worker of incessant miracles all the time. All the time he was granted miracles by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But his perhaps most amazing miracle was that he was able to fill the hearts of the despaired people. The people feeling dejection or in a state of dejection, people who are brokenhearted, fill their hearts with faith, with hope, with enthusiasm. That is perhaps his greatest miracle. How he affected the people. How he changed the hearts of people. How he brought people closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, closer to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the greatest miracle that he performed because so many people were affected by Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir Al-Jilani He infused a, a breath of new life, zeal and self-confidence into countless numbers of people through his powers of speech and through the spiritual power of his heart. He was a great orator, power of speech and that's why so many people would be attracted to his majlis, to his audience. And the magnetism of his heart, spiritual power of his heart, how he would uh, pull people 
to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was in truth a blessing for the world of Islam. And he revived the true content of faith and tapped the sources of moral and spiritual strength for a religious renaissance, as stated in the book Kala'id al-Jawahir. So, reviving the Ummah, the great Mujaddid of his time also, Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir al-Jilani, the revival of the Ummah. Another Sheikh, Amr al-Qais, reports that there was hardly a sermon delivered by Sheikh Abdul Qadir al-Jilani, after which a number of the Ahlul Kitab would embrace Islam, would, would convert to Islam. There are many people, non-Muslims, they would convert to Islam almost at each of his discourses, his lectures. And then robbers, people, highway robbers and so on, these people who do rob other people, they would repent for their sins. They would repent for their sins when they listen to the lectures of Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir al-Jilani radiallahu anhu. The heretics and apostates, those who had renounced Islam or those who claimed to disbelieve in Allah, they, they renounced their, mis, their, their misguidance. They came back to Islam. This was usual, usual case in the classes, the lectures, the majlis of Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir al-Jilani radiallahu anhu. Another Imam al-Jabba'i relates that Sheikh Abdul Qadir al-Jilani told him once that he wished to lead the life of a recluse that you know, leave, left, leave society and live away from society, move away from people. This is what he wished to do, to devote himself to worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But he said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had chosen him that he should be with people and uh, help the people, serve the people, so people can benefit from him. And that is what he did. And there are thousands of people, yes, thousands of people from the Ahlul Kitab who embraced Islam at his hands. And hundreds of thousands of sinners and criminals repented for their sins on account of him and returned back to Islam, back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the greatness of this great awliya, Sultan al-Awliya, al-Ghawsul Adam, Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir al-Jilani, radiallahu anhu. He was also gifted with divine grace and illumination. And he was ever conscious of the purification of the soul and rectitude, rectifying morals. And at the same time, he would always engage in the activities of da'wah, of inviting people to the correct doctrine, the correct faith, the correct aqidah of Islam. He would always be doing that, bringing people back to the correct path, the prophetic way. He was a follower of the Hanbali school of fiqh, the madhab of Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal. And he followed a very strict uh, uh, interpretation of the school that he followed, the school of fiqh, 
the Hanbali school. And because of this now, because of this uh, serious and unpolluted way of following Islam, not to pollute it with other things on Islamic practices and customs and so on, he gained the esteem of the masses of people. People looked up to him because they knew that they can trust him, that he was sincere in what he was teaching them, what he was practicing, what he was calling them to. Not to wrong things, the wrong ways, but to the way of Islam, to, to the, the, the Quran, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this way. As for his classes, Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadil Jilani used to take daily classes for a tafsir of Quran. He had a class for that. For hadith, classes for, a class for that. For fiqh, a class for that. Uh, that he would, he would do regularly. That people would come, students would come for these classes. Classes were held in the morning and in the evening. Uh, and then the, the Sheikh Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani would listen to the recitation of the Quran after midday prayers. And then after that, he would dictate fatwa, fatwa for or legal rulings for the questions he was asked. And his students would record his fatwa and pass it on to the people. And in following, uh, in formulated his answers, his fiqh answers, even though he was Hanbali, but he followed the Shafi. Uh, school as well, uh, because many of the people were Shafi'i, and so he would answer the people based on the method that they follow. His uh, fatwas, uh, juristic opinions, were highly praised by the scholars, the fuqaha of that time, and they would they would make uh, comments about the acuteness of his intellect in how he is giving the fatwa to people. Once a question was referred to him of a man who had taken an oath, taken an oath, made a pledge, that he would perform a religious observance in a manner that nobody else in the world would be able to share the privilege with him at that time. Uh, but if he failed to fulfill his understanding, uh, he would have to do an irrevocable separation between him and his wife. That's what he did, this man did. So the scholars were astounded by this strange oath taken by this man which is not a proper oath uh, to take in any event. And so they came to Sayyid Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani to get the answer from him. What can this be? They were dumbfounded. They could not find the answer that he would perform an act of ibadah that no one else in the world would be doing at that time. So for example, he's praying, performing salah. But there are people all over the world that are performing salah. I mean, in this masjid, you can say that you're doing it alone. But what about millions of other masjids and in homes and other places? People are praying to Allah subhanahu wa every moment throughout the day, 24-7. Fasting. You're fasting? Well, Ramadan, everyone is fasting. Outside of Ramadan, so many other believers are fasting. You don't know. Uh, it's not something that you can do by yourself alone. No one else is doing it. And so on. Giving zakat, other people are doing that. Giving sadaqah, other people are doing that. Giving charity and donation, other people are doing that. At that time, you don't know. So then, Sayyid Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani gave the answer as follows. He said, the man should be allowed to do tawaf around the Kaaba alone. Seven times to perform the lesser hajj. 
the, the less arduous is the Umrah. So, uh, and in those days it was easy. There were not too many people performing Salah out of the Hajj season or Ramadan season. Now, even when I was studying in Mecca many years ago, I remember we would go to the Kaaba on a typical day, like mid-morning, uh, and you, you would able to, we would be able to go directly to the black stone, kiss the black stone, and do our tawaf and so on. It wasn't crowded. So in those days, many centuries ago, the same thing. Not too many people. So it was easy for guards to stop people for a moment and allow this man to do his seven rungs of tawaf for Omar. Only he is doing it. And then that means he's doing an act of ibadah that no one else is doing at that time. That was his answer. And all the scholars agreed that this is the way for him to get out of the oath that he had made. This is the great personality, his knowledge, his intellectual brilliance, uh, his practice of tasawwuf, of Islamic spirituality, his great personality, Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir al-Jilani, radiallahu anhu. May Allah SWT bless us to follow in his footsteps. May Allah SWT increase us in closeness to him and help us to be with him in the dunya and in the akhirah. May Allah SWT bless us with his shafa'ah in the dunya and in the akhirah. This great personality, Sultan al-Awliya, al-Ghawsul Azam, Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir al-Jilani. Inshallah, with the tawfiq of Allah SWT, we'll continue this special series of lectures on Sayyidi Sheikh Abdul Qadir al-Jilani. Until then, may Allah SWT bless each and every one of you. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in wa akhir da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Inshallah, we would uh, make dua for each and every one of you. Inshallah, I uh, I will go to the chat momentarily, but I just wanted to extend a special welcome to Brother Douglas Parker uh, from Queensland in Australia from Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. Special welcome to our dear brother Douglas Parker. We thank you for joining us. Uh, we hope you can join us every day, inshallah. This is a daily program starting at 7 p.m. Toronto time. So you'll be mindful about uh, your, the time difference. It's probably Saturday morning, your time, inshallah. So thanks for joining us. Um, we want to make special love for our donors, all those who donated to the Islamic today, yesterday, and before. Special love for all our donors. May Allah SWT bless all of them, uh, bless their family, their loved ones, accept all their dua. May Allah SWT enrich them many, many more times than what they donate to the Islamic Forum. So, special love for all our donors. The sponsors for our dinner program today, the admin staff, I want to thank the admin staff and make special love for them for sponsoring the dinner program today uh, and also for the hard work they do. May Allah bless them uh, tremendously.
And there's some additional requests for dua. Sister Abid and Sister Shamaila requesting dua. Sister Ruxana Begum and family, dua for them. Sister uh, Siti Sophia, uh, we, we make dua for her, inshallah. And her loved ones as requested in dua. And then there is some anonymous uh, requests for dua. Uh, some families requested dua. And they don't want the names to be called. That's fine. We respect that. But we include them in dua. We make special dua for them, inshallah. Um, I want to recognize for, for our donors, uh, CD Dr. Wasim Mir and family from uh, New York, from Westbury, New York. May Allah subhanahu bless them for their donation. And this is the Rabiathani appeal that they've responded to. Brother Tahir Chowdhury family from Connecticut for the Rabiathani donation. And they both selected the third level, 30-day automated donation for Rabiathani. We, we thank Sister Brenda Williams from Harlem, New York, for the Rabiathani automated donation, 20-day, the second level. May Allah bless her and enrich her many, many more times. Sister Zairul and family from Toronto, Rabiathani donation. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless her. Um, we also want to recognize and, and, and thank City James Lapidari from Sri Lanka. City Gems from Sri Lanka for uh, starting the monthly donation. We have a, uh, for doing the monthly donation for the Islamic Forum. May Allah bless her and her entire family, all the way from Sri Lanka. We welcome them to our program. Uh, we also uh, recognize and thank Sister Abida and Sister Shamayla from Manchester. Uh, United Kingdom for the Juma appeal. So this was the special appeal we make every week for Juma, just for Juma, because of the blessings, uh, the special opportunity for you to receive special blessings from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala for for Juma. Uh, and so last night we made appeal. Today, early at Juma, we made appeal, and. Uh, uh, tonight, we, we make this special appeal to each and every one of you that you can donate something for Juma, no matter how uh, small it is, that doesn't matter. But for, for you to respond to the appeal for Juma, make the donation, and you get the blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The best time of the week to give your sadaqah, your charity, your donation is Juma for this occasion, Juma, because it is the best day of the week, it is the Eid of the week. Uh, many are the virtues, the great virtues of Jum'ah. And incidentally, we had a wonderful Jum'ah today. I hope you're, you're all able to join us today for Jum'ah. Uh, and the special gift that we mentioned early in the week and last night we have for you for Jum'ah, it was uh, what you witnessed today at Jum'ah, the special Shahada uh, of Jum'ah. Uh, Brother Joshua Duncan uh, took Shahada today. Um, he accepted Islam at Juma today and we broadcast that on our live stream for Juma today. So I hope you're all able to witness that because in witnessing the Shahada you receive great blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. And as I mentioned to Brother Joshua Duncan uh, that his acceptance of Islam grants him total forgiveness for anything that came before. Anything that came before. So he's starting his life, uh, a new life now. Uh, innocent and free from sins because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed him uh, with forgiveness for everything that came before. And we pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help him to continue in that pure way and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, guide him and strengthen him to be uh, 
a great ambassador of Islam, especially for his family members, his relatives, his friends, all of whom are non-Muslims, they're not Muslims. So hopefully he can be uh, the reason for them to be guided to Islam by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So a wonderful feeling today at, at Jum'ah, uh, especially because of this shahada that we were able to witness. And we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the blessings and we pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for continued blessings that more and more people can enter Islam, can take shahada here at Islamic Forum. And we have so many people in the past for many, many years now, so many people have been accepting Islam here at the Islamic Forum. And we, we uh, thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala profusely for his special blessings and benefits, inshallah. So do remember your special uh, response to the Jummah appeal that uh, we're making now, that after you conclude our program tonight, you can go to our website and make your donation for the Jummah appeal. <clears throat> so that was this Abdus Shamana, Jum Appeal, uh, City Hawa Vivian for the Jum Appeal, and also for the new Masjid Building Fund. May Allah SWT bless City Hawa Vivian from Los Angeles, California, for her donation to Islam Forum. Uh, Sister Shamina Owen uh, for the Jum Appeal. We thank Sister Shamina Owen for her donation to the Islamic Forum. Sister Razia Khan. Uh, we thank her for her donation to the Islamic Forum. And also, we make special dua for her son, uh, Tariq uh, Feroz, for his shifa. May Allah subhanahu wa grant him shifa and taman, a full, a speedy recovery from all his illness, inshallah. Uh, also, for Jummah uh, appeal, uh, we have donation from Siti Khatul bin Zamanuddin from Seattle, Washington in the United States. Also, Sister Shaquille Majid from Pembroke Pines in Florida, United States. Um, Sister Halima Khan Dubey and family. Halima Khan Dubey from Ajax. Uh, thank her for her donation. Brother Ahmed Hassan from Nanowet in New York, uh, United States for his donation. Thank him and his family. Brother Horace Pardis from Pembroke Pines in Florida, United States. We thank him for his donation to the Islamic Forum. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless him and his family. Uh, we also want to thank uh, Brother Tahir Chowdhury and family for his donation. Sister Zairul and family for her donation to Islam Forum. Sister Brenda Williams for her donation to Islam Forum. Uh, CD Dr. Wasim Mir for his donation to Islam Forum. And also, again, City Gems from uh, Sri Lanka for her donation to the Islamic Forum. Also, we thank you and recognize uh, Brother Masum Ali and Sister Farisha Kazim for their donation to the Islamic Forum, the German donation for the new Masjid Building Fund. Siti uh, Yaliz Ali, Siti Yaliz, we thank Siti Yaliz for her donation to the Islamic Forum. And last month, I bless Siti Yaliz and her family. Uh, Sister Farheen Warsi from Mississauga for the Juma appeal. We last one bless uh, Sister Farheen Warsi, uh, Brother Patrick Wilson, the entire family. Uh, Sister Brenda Williams once again for the Juma appeal. 
Said Ben Rules from Harlem, New York. Brother Shahriyar Mahmoud from Mississauga and family for his donation to the Islam Forum, Sadaka. Uh, Siti Safiya Pessoa from Miramar, Florida for the Juma appeal. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless Siti Safiya and family. We also want to recognize Sister Farheen Afzal for the Masjid Building Fund. We thank Sister Farheen Afzal for her donation to the Islamic Forum. Sidi Imran Durani and family from Mississauga. Sister Bibi Khan from Toronto. Thank you for your donation. Uh, Brother Shahid, Sidi Shahid Qayyum from uh, United Kingdom for his donation. Sidi uh, Shahnaz Choti from North California for the monthly donation. And Sidi Shahid Qayyum for the monthly donation as well. Sidi uh, Yasmin Ahmed from New York for her donation to the Islam Forum. Siti uh, Tasni Ahmed for her donation to the Islam Forum. Siti Shahnaz Sultan and family for her donation to the Islam Forum. These are the monthly donations. Uh, Brother Patrick Wilson, once again, we thank him for his donation to the Islam Forum. Uh, Brother Asif Hassan from Brampton, we thank you for your donation to the Islamic Forum. These are some of the names we want to mention today. Allah subhanahu wa bless all of them and all of you for your donation to the Islamic Forum. And there are several requests for dua. Those who sent message, messages to us, emails to us, we include all of them in dua, inshallah. So those are some of the names we want to recognize. And we make special dua now uh, for each and every one of you. Whatever dua you'd like to make, keep that knee in your heart and we make dua for you. And then also, for all those who requested dua, we include all of them in dua. For all our donors, we make special dua, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, bless all our donors, bless your family, bless your loved ones, uh, and increase them in his risk, in his sustenance, and, his, in, and grant them more wealth because of the donation to the Islamic Forum, inshallah. Remember our special appeal for Jum'ah. This, this would be our final appeal. So we request you after the program concludes to go to the website islamformonline.com and make, respond to the Jum'ah appeal to make a Jum'ah donation or a donation for Jum'ah, inshallah. Special Jum'ah appeal. We also want to include a special love for our brothers and sisters in the U.S. who are observing the Thanksgiving holiday this week, this weekend. Make special Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep you safe, uh, most important. Uh, please be mindful, uh, take all necessary precautions, uh, inshallah, make special love for you. And remember the best way of expressing thanks or giving thanks is to give thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then also as the Prophet said in hadith, to give thanks to the creation of Allah, to thank others that have been, have done good things for you in your life. You know, don't forget your parents, your spouse, your children, your siblings, your relatives, your friends, other members of the Muslim community, and the wider community at large. You know, sometimes we are blessed with good neighbors, non-Muslims, but they're good people. You want, always want to be good to them and to be thank, thankful to them, inshallah. So we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we thank the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's a good reminder for us. 
I, I'm mentioning this uh, as because in the U.S. they are observing Thanksgiving. In Canada, we had our Thanksgiving before, inshallah. Uh, but this, this concept of giving thanks, it's integral to Islam, as I've mentioned before. So I, I want to wish all of you happy Thanksgiving. Make dua for you, inshallah, our brothers and sisters in the U.S. And for everyone who entered in the chat, we make dua for them. And also dua for my family, uh, including my mom and dad. Please mention them in your dua. So kindly raise your hands and join me in dua for, for our program today. Allahumma ameen. A'udhu billahi sami'il alim min ash-shaytan rajim Bismillahi r-Rahman r-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inna kunna min al-zalimeen La ilaha illa Allahul halimul kareem Subhanallahi rabbil arshil azim Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma inna nas'aluka mujibati rahmatik Wa azaima maghfiratik Wal ghanimata min kulli bir Wa salamata min kulli ithn Allahumma la tada'lana dhanban illa ghafarta Wala hamman illa farajta Wala daynan illa qadayta Wala ma مريضاً إلا شفيت ولا مريضاً إلا شفيت ولا ميتاً إلا رحمت ولا ميتاً إلا رحمت ولا حاجة من حوائج الدنيا والآخرة هي لك رضاً إلا قديتها برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ودخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه يجمعين سبحان رب ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله سيدنا محمد رسول الله اللهم آمين 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 من الله سبحانه وتعالى increases in توفيق and قبول and زيادة as we conclude our program today, we make special dua for each and every one of you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you from the coronavirus pandemic. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you, protect your family, protect your loved ones from all sources of harm. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep you always uh, in a special uh, state of forgiveness and mercy that he grants to you. Inshallah, we thank you for looking at our program today. We hope you can join us every day, 7 p.m. Toronto time for this daily program. Do remember to reach out to others, your family members, your relatives, your friends, Muslims that you know. Tell them about the program, share the YouTube link with them, encourage them to watch the program. Inshallah, they'll benefit. You would gain increased blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do remember to subscribe to the channel by clicking on the subscribe button. And then next to the subscribe button, there's a, a bell icon. Click on the bell icon, select all for notifications inshallah so you can continue to engage in, in, in this program by subscribing to the YouTube channel. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep you in the shade of his special divine mercies. Until we meet again, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu.